welcome to the Loving Lake Geneva podcast. I'm your host, Karen Stray Rappaport. Each episode, I take an outside-the-wake look at the area's most interesting people, places, and happenings. It's another great day here in Lake Geneva, and the lake looks stunning, so let's jump right in. Joining us today is Carolyn Gable, who is the founder of the Expect a Miracle Foundation. She's an acclaimed author. She provides personal development and business consulting and retreats and was the founder and CEO of a major logistics company. She has been the recipient of numerous awards and has been a featured speaker and the subject of numerous television and print media stories, including ABC's 2020, The Millionaire Mind. And we are fortunate enough to have her with us today. Welcome, Carolyn. Hello. Great to be here. Well, thank you. You are just one of those people who seem to do more in one day than your average person does in a month. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. My brother always says that you're living and dying in three quarters time. Exactly. Which is amazing. You're you're inspiring. And, you know, I just make me feel like I need to do more every day. Oh, no, no, no. Believe me, it's an obsession. You don't want to do it. (laughs) Well, I I feel like if people have not met you in person, they they probably feel like they know you a little bit. And it's been, you've been a hot topic around the area again lately, because they have been down the shore path, walking around the shore path of Lake Geneva. For those of you who don't know, there's a shore path that goes completely around the lake, uh, right on the lake in front of all the beautiful estates. And where Carolyn used to live, she had done something very special with her portion and then moved and it was gone and everybody was mourning the loss of this and now it's back so can you kind of explain what I'm referring to sure so I bought my home the original home in 2007 on the lake and it had a, a white fence down by the lake and my always my prayer was if I was ever so fortunate to have a home on the lake that I would make it very inviting for all the walkers. So uh, I had a muralist that worked for me in my business. And uh, I've always been a proponent of positive sayings that there's a lot of good that comes from it. And so I had him at my business all over the walls when employees would come in, we'd get their favorite quote and we'd put them up on the walls. And so anyway, I did that on this fence and I had absolutely no idea how it was gonna take off. It was just, it became this place where everybody in Lake Geneva came to it. And, and so I started, I had a spiral book and a, I made a, had a podium made and it just like, I couldn't keep up with the books. I mean, every time I go back to the house, the spiral would be filled and it was filled of all these people that came back and had stories of things that happened and miracles that happened. I had a big bell, ring the bell and, you know, expect a miracle. And, people came back, you know, I couldn't get pregnant and I rang the bell and here I'm back with my baby or, you know, I had cancer and I rang the bell and now I'm cancer free. And so anyway, fast forward 10 years um, in my personal life, I had two children going to college in Arizona and it was just time, you know, the house was a big house and it was a lot of work. So I sold it and moved to Arizona. Uh, But what I didn't realize was how much it was a part of me, you know, I had no idea. I really missed that love and uh, just the energy of all of it. So 
I kept thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking, well, maybe I need to go back. Then my kids graduated and COVID hit. And I thought, all right, well, maybe I should go back. So I did. I came back here to the area and I bought a home at the end of 2020. And uh, the, it was an old house and I couldn't restore it. I had, you know, four or five different builders come to see what I could do. And they said, no, you got to tear it down, start all over again. So then everything was happening at the same time, you know, inflation was hitting and uh, the war in Ukraine had started. And there were just so many things that it was crazy. The price that I had gotten for the quote for the house, it had doubled in a year. I mean, before we put a fork in the ground, so a stake in the ground. So I thought, no, you know what? I'm just going to sell it. I'm going to find a place that's already done and up and but it was always in my head about the path, you know, like you got to do the path, you got to do the path. It was not about the house. It was this overwhelming. So anyway, I did it. You know, I, I, I sometimes I followed that and I've been extremely successful. Sometimes I followed that voice and I've made some, you know, left turns. But this one, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I hear you. I've got to do it. And we had the, you know, as you know, the ribbon cutting on Friday, there were like a hundred people there. Mm-hmm. I, again, the, everyone is so happy that it's back, that there's a sanctuary where people can go and just reconnect with their spirit and life and the beauty of Lake Geneva. You know, the, the lake, it just, it's filled with so many vibrational love and happiness and peace. Everybody feels it when they come to Lake Geneva, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I was there yesterday and um, and there were a bunch of people just hanging out. Yeah, they just stop there and they hang out. They sign the book, they ring the bell. They are reading every single quote that you have on the fence. And it's just kind of a beautiful place to pause, whether it's for five minutes or half an hour, some people say. Yes, Yes. right, right, right. So yeah, it's a a gift. It's a gift for me to feel that again, uh, to feel that, that love that the, the, like yesterday I was there, some friends and I, we just had a picnic. It's just, there's just lawn there right now. There's nothing else. So if we had a picnic, you know, just sitting there on the lawn and, and a lady came by with looked like maybe her grandchildren. She sat on the bench, read a book, you know, watching the sunset. And I was like, this is beautiful. You know, that I have the ability to offer this to people to just come and feel good. Right. Where do you get that? And there was, there's a nice bench there. And when you moved out of your last house and the new people moved in and painted over, (laughs) you know, there was such an an uproar in the community and way beyond the community because you, you know, people came up and everybody knew about that portion of the path and couldn't wait to get to it and to hang out there. And then all of a sudden one day it was just gone. And so, you know, I know everybody has missed it so much and, and everybody's talking about the fact that it's back. And, you know, on every site, everywhere I go, it, it's just kind of the big, the big talk of. Yeah, of I know. Like it's so exciting. 
Yeah, it is. And I, I, so my favorite quote on there is the let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me because that was my father's absolute favorite song. So I felt very connected to my father yesterday reading that. And so I'm sure everybody has those experiences. I mean, do you have a favorite quote or is it just too hard for you to pick because yeah, they're all my favorite, (laughs) (laughs) right? I had to go through like a thousand to get to them. I mean, you know, it was just like, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Oh, yeah. that one's really good. Oh, that one's really good. Yeah. Who I mean, painted I, those? How did you pick uh, somebody Heather to? Collins. She's a, a very big, uh, famous muralist. She worked for Oprah. She did a lot of work in Chicago, a um, lot of HGTV. And um, a friend of mine had told me about her. And when I called her, she was like, you know, I've got two, three jobs for the summer, but I'm going to put them on hold. I'm going to do this because I believe in it and I miss the path so much. And she lives in Williams Bay in the summer and she, you know, she got it done. It just, this is what I've learned. When things are meant to be, everybody appears, the right people in the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. to make that dream all come together. So she did a phenomenal job. The landscaper, he did a phenomenal job. You know, I wish... What I should have done is taken pictures before of like, okay, this is what it looked like before. And this is what it looks like now. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. And you're looking out at just a gorgeous view on the lake as well. But, but there is, this is one very special gift that you give to people, but you kind of took it to a whole different level when you started the Expect a Miracle Foundation. Can you share with us what that is about? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I was a single mom for many years. And uh, it was interesting this morning, my daughter, she was working as a bartender at a place. And she was saying she worked from five at night until two in the morning on Friday and Saturday. And I said, okay, imagine having a three and an eight year old that you have to take care of during the day. She's like, mom, how did you do it? You know, so you do what you got to do. I mean, it just, that's how it was my life for a very, very long time. So depending on how the tips were, were meant like, could my kids, well, they could play baseball, but could they get the new bat? Could they get the new shoes? Could they get, you know, tutoring? Could they, no, there wasn't money for that. So when my life changed and I became successful, uh, I wanted to get back to single moms, to their children, because it's so important that these children, I'm so happy they're back in school, back doing extracurricular activities, that they can, you know, that's the part of that we all know that really kicks us into motivating, right? If we're playing a sport or we're getting the accolades of, you know, good job, or, oh my God, you sing so beautiful, or you dance so beautiful, or, you know, these kids need to be encouraged, especially more so than anybody else, children of single parents. So, um, yeah, so all the single mom or dad has to do is just go into the website, uh, fill out, you know, the questionnaire, whatever, whatever forms are needed, and then put in like where their child needs, you know, football or baseball or the fees have gotten so out of control too. So mainly that's what we do is we'll, we'll pay for the fees up to a certain point for uh, any of the children. That is true. I mean, when we were growing up, everybody just did either the school or maybe the park district, but now it's like every activity is kind of a yeah. more of a private organization that really costs a lot of money to be a costs part of. Costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot of money. So if a mom 
the single mom or dad has gas or the fees, well, they have to pay for the gas. So it's just a snowball effect. Who gets who gets the bad end of the deal are these kids who need it the most, mm -hmm. right? So, but yet you gotta fill up your gas tank to go to work to feed them. So I, I know the struggles. But when I sold my company then in 18, I formed the Carol and Gable Foundation. So the Carol and Gable Foundation now, it's another 5013C. And what we do is we just help, I mean, the whole purpose for my life is just helping those in need. You know, Walworth County Food Bank up here, you can't imagine how many people up here don't have food. Yeah. The elderly don't have food. You're just like, what? What do you mean? This is Lake Geneva, right? Because right. You look at all the estates around the lake. Right. And right. Mean, there yeah. are people who have problems here. You yes. Know. Yeah. yeah. The time is now. If you read his article every week in the paper of all the people that are just living in squalor up here. So um, anyway, the Carolyn Gable Foundation helps wherever we can see it. We have uh, we started 10 years ago, a belief project where it's an envelope and it has a, like a business card envelope and it has five motivational cards, put a hundred dollar bill in it. And then we just pass it out. We pass it out to people in need. Uh, recently, the past couple of months, we started seeing if we, if the people, we always ask for permission, if they would mind, if we put it on TikTok or any type of social media and people are like, yeah, sure. No problem. They have no idea what's in the envelope. And then we get them, you know, opening the envelope. And it's, it's a great experience because so many people love the motivational cards. Of course, they love the $100 bill. But the motivational cards, they they connect with that. So again, it's the words, it all connects, right? So the words on the fence, the words on the cards, we all need that positive reinforcement that I see you, you're not alone. We're all here. We're all in this together and let's move forward. So with the Believe Project, how do you pick the people to hand these envelopes to? Well, there's a lot of different ways. So people can write into believeproject.net and they just fill out a form. You know, my mother, my grandmother, my neighbor, my friend, my boss, my coworker has, you know, cancer, sick, whatever. I, the stories are like unbelievable over 10 years. Uh, and then we send them the envelope. So now putting it on, on TikTok, it's more of a live, and we have no idea. I, my feeling was after the pandemic, we don't need to look for people that are really in dire straits because everybody needs it. Everybody needs a good smile, a good help, a good laugh, a good, you know, like that moment of the Believe Project. And if we're giving it to a complete stranger, and who knows, I mean, maybe they're multimillionaires. It still feels good that, wow, somebody saw me, somebody gave me this envelope. Um, it's just a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. It's a ripple effect. The people are, so if you go on TikTok, um, Believe Project, you can see all the videos that we've taken so far. And, you know, some people laugh, some people cry, some people, you know, it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So that's kind yeah. of what it's all about is just giving back. And then for the expect a miracle, how would people 
go about if, okay. you know, if, yeah. if they need they, help? Absolutely. They go into the website, expectamiraclefoundation.org for, you know, they fill out an application, like I said. So Believe Project is believeproject.net. That has its own website. And the expectamiraclefoundation.org has its own website too. You started out uh, as a waitress trying to support your children and and then you um, ended up being the CEO and founder of New Age Logistics and right. um, and then ended up selling that company. But can you explain how you made that transition from single mom waitress to, to CEO? Well, yeah, um, it was meant to be because there were doors that opened for me. I was a I had to get out of waitressing. I knew I had to get out of waitressing. My kids were getting older and, you know, I couldn't work at night and when they were in school and it was just too much. But anyway, so I got a job in a trucking company uh, for in customer service and begged and pleaded to be put in sales. Uh, and then, you know, I always tell people that are complaining about their job, just bloom where you're planted. You know, you don't know what's coming down the, the road. You don't know what tools you're learning right now that you're going to use, you know, we all think that, oh, we're going to learn from the good times. It's really not true. We're learning from the very difficult times. Those are the times that are going to, you know, we're sharpening ourselves, our skills of, of getting better. So I had, you know, 12, 15 years of being a waitress. I could really talk to just about anybody about anything. That's how I made my living. And using that in sales, especially in the shipping world and logistics trucking world uh it really you know was to my benefit so i became a huge success because of the same principles which i wrote a book everything i know as a ceo i learned as a waitress to explain that that the 12 principles that applied in my life as being a waitress i use them for business you have to be honest you have to care you have to be there you have to be present you have to be in a good mood you have to be happy uh simple 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 things that apply to business and the company just grew you know i had no idea i didn't go to college i had no idea how to run a company but just like everything else you learn it as you go along and more business came in and i had to hire more people and more business came in i hired more people and it just grow, it just kept growing and growing until finally then it was time, you know, unfortunately I'm getting older. We're all getting older here, right? It's like, <laughs> you can't stop that clock. You can't stop the train from, from running. So uh, I had had different offers. People wanted me to stay on, I didn't want to stay on. But this one offer, they were a big, huge company and they really wanted to get into this logistics space. And uh, it just, again, it was just all meant to be. So. I sold it and then it was like, all right, now what? Now, like you said in the very beginning, I'm one of those that, you know, I have to have a hundred things going at the same time. So that's been an adjustment as well too. Like, okay, what do I wanna do when I grow up here? <laughs> right. <laughs> so you have a TED talk that I listened to and it was so inspiring and just interesting to hear how people 
were telling you you're a waitress with no college degree, you're not going to get this oh job. And, and then Over. you get that job, you know, the job and they're saying, don't ask to be anything else, but a customer yeah. service rep, don't ask to be anything else. Right. And then, he, then, you know, that goes from that to you being the founder and CEO of your own company. So, yes. you know, right. despite the naysayers, you overcame all the odds and did right. it. Yeah. And this is what you got to do. You got to be bold. You got to have courage. You have to seize the moment you know i mean we've heard that in every movie and every book and it's really true you know you can if you're looking up i always you know feel that way if you're looking up that's where good things happen but if you're always walking with your nose down you know good things can come to you and you're not you know you're not even going to see them so okay. I, you know i've been there with no money small children waitressing i've been there as a customer service rep again children but things shift, things change. Goodness comes and prosperity and abundance come. It comes for everybody. It's, it's not like God created us and he said, okay, Carolyn, you know, you're gonna go through tough times, but then you're gonna crack open and beautiful things are gonna happen. No, I do not believe that. I believe that all of us have that opportunity to do things that when you're going through tough times, just say to yourself, good things are coming. The pendulum will swing. It will. I promise everybody listening to this, the pendulum will swing. But and you say you know, that in your TED talk, you say it's all yeah. going to be okay. That's what it is. <laughs> it really, really, really is. Hard now, to think sometimes when you're in the middle of something, but you right. know. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the people that I've seen in my life, the people that I know that are stuck, they're stuck. You could be stuck for a lifetime. Oh, this and that, and whoa, well, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have this, where, the, okay, that's a choice, we all have free will. But I come from the school of just keep walking, keep trying, one foot at the other, every day get up, one more thing, visualize, you know, what's my miracle today? I can see today, you know, what's my miracle today? You know, I can, I can walk today. When you're in that frame of gratitude, then it's amazing how more things come to you. But when you're in that, what was me? What was me comes to you. It's a law of attraction. Yeah. Yeah. And just the fact that you said that these miracles have happened to people after they rang the bell. Yeah. Well, we know, we know it wasn't the actual bell, right? You know, it's what's behind right. and what they believe and all of that. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that believing and knowing. If you believe it. And then you know it can happen to you. Wow. Okay. Right. What's the alternative? Woe's me. This is horrible. And I'm not going to do anything with my life. And it'll never happen to me. No. And you say, no. don't give in to your fears. And that's a big one that yes. kind of paralyzes a lot of people. Absolutely. Fear. And I've been there. Listen, I'm not on a mountaintop, like giving a sermon. I have been there. I know what fear like looks like. I know what panic and anxiety looks like. I've been there. But I can also tell you that you can get out of it. You can get out of it and you can. But I also feel like what I live by today that when you get out of it, boy, you got to get back. That's to me. And that's just my belief. That's, you know, you got to get back. That's a caveat. You can't. Okay, now I've got it all and I'm rich and you can't take it with you. You're not going to die with it. Yeah, the purse right. isn't going to put all your millions in the back. So, you know, make the world a better place. 
And you are definitely doing that. And it's funny that I ordered the book. So I'm dying for it to get here so I can read it. Where'd you get the book? On Amazon. Oh my God. Did you get the used copy? Oh, I thought it was a new. Yeah. Oh gosh. No. I've got know. new ones. I'm going to put them on my website. I'm going to put them on my website. <laughs> so carolyngable.com. Yes. Carolyngable.com. If people can go there, it'll talk about, you know, I do uh, Gallup strength training. I uh, coaching. I do retreats. I do... You know, I've got the books. I'm into breath work now. I really love teaching breath work. We did it uh, Friday and Saturday on the uh, on the lawn there, and it's phenomenal. We're going to do it every Saturday in August and maybe into September. Oh, neat! Yeah, so that's that's really good too. It is amazing how many people, including myself, just forget to breathe. <laughs> the most basic thing. <laughs> Honest to God, and when when we're really nervous and in going to the dentist or whatever, you're going to the doctor, you're waiting for news. We're not breathing, right? That's when we have to breathe. Just breathe through the belly, breathe out. And yeah, that, that's what calms us down. So whenever, whenever we're not, when we've got that anxious feeling, that's just the brain saying, breathe, you're not breathing. Yeah. You, you yeah. would think it would be a natural thing, but it's not. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. your book, the Everything I Know as a CEO I Learned as a Waitress, I one of the reasons I can't wait to read it is because I was a waitress as well. Oh, and okay. like right out of college. And I don't know if you remember the Bennigan's 15 minutes express lunch or it's free promo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. That's when I was a waitress. So they would literally, uh, as soon as I took their order, they would start the stopwatch and the stopwatch would oh stay God. on the table. And of course the people would have a lot of fun at my expense with this. Yes. It'd be like nine minutes, Karen. And, <laughs> you know, so I was just running back and forth. It was like a, a, some crazy game show, but that was one of a few places I was a waitress at. I always say, I feel like everybody should do that at some point or is some sort of service job because yes. it teaches you so much about so, people. It, it really is a, kind of the hard knocks yes, <laughs> education. Yes. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. But again, you know, you're honing those skills. Like I say in my TED talk, we all are born with these beautiful tools and some we never use. We never, ever, ever had the opportunity to use them. But if you're going through tough times, they're there. And that's mm -hmm. when they really become effective. But we've yeah, all yeah. got them. We just we just don't use them. And yeah. waitressing, you have to really pull out a lot of tools to make that to make it all work. And that's why after after having done it for a little bit, I respect waitstaff so much, and yeah, it has made me, me a much better tipper than I ever. Thought. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> because you too. know what they're going through <laughs> and what their days like. So absolutely, yeah. You're doing so much, it, it exhausts me to think about it, but it's all on the giving side, which is really incredible. I mean, what what is, is there anything next for you? Are you just going to, you have enough going on now, but I, I feel like you're the person who's always looking at the next thing. So, it's so funny uh, because I'm sitting here today going, you know what, now that that path is done, now what, right? I'm always like, right. now what, that's my next work. So um, I have a place in Florida and I took the real estate exam down there. Of course, I'm licensed in Illinois, and then if I do it in Florida, but really my heart is in coaching. I love coaching. I love Strength Finders. Uh, Strength Finders is a tool from Gallup that, you know, we 
We all have 34 strengths in our everybody in the whole world, but we live in the top five strengths. So my top five are probably different than yours. And when you're in a, a group setting, right? So you sound like you're like me, you know, you're positive, you're activator, you're futuristic. But in a meeting, if there's somebody who's analytical, they're different. You know, they're going to think about it and they got to work it through. And so Strength Finders brings you all together to say, okay, here's Joe. He's not being a jerk. He's just analytical. So uh, I love doing that. And I love doing private coaching with it. Here's your five strengths. So let's talk about it. Um, I, you know, I love doing that. You know, my ideal would be to open a retreat center where people could come and connect. I love it when people connect to who they are and what their purpose is and why they're here. We're all here for a reason. You know, what's the, the, the two greatest days are the day you were born and the day you figure out why, yeah. right? So why are you here? So a lot of times we just have to shut it all off and, and go to a place where you have that ability and the support system to help you figure out, you know, maybe you're in a bad marriage or in a bad job or something is just pulling your energy from you. That's not good. You know, it's one thing to like, okay, I'm learning strengths here. I'm honing my strengths, but not to the point where it's tipping you over where you are not living out what your purpose is in life. You're not making anybody happy doing that. Please make that retreat center in Lake Geneva. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or close by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what I want to do too. So anyway, you know, I could give you a list of a hundred things I want to do. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I know. And I could talk to you all day. Um, yeah. But I'm going to close with, I ask a lot of my guests this question, and I'm anxious to hear your answer, is what is your favorite thing about the Lake Geneva area? Oh my God. I, it, it, I would say like the one word that comes is the feeling. The water, the, it's just hard to explain that you can, it's palpable. You know, you can feel the love from that lake. You can feel the history. You can feel, everybody feels it. You, you never meet anybody ever anywhere that comes to Lake Geneva and says, oh, I didn't like it. Yeah. You know, they may not like the paid parking. <laughs> you know, they may not like some things about it. But you'll never, ever, ever hear anybody say, I don't like it. It's just the opposite. Oh, I love Lake Geneva. I love Lake Geneva. Why is that? We don't, you know, I mean, it's not like there's anything that stands out other than this beautiful Mecca of spirit, I think, spirituality, um, energy, positivity. Everybody just, you go to Lake Geneva, I don't care where you go. People are happy. You know, it's almost like a, like a movie, you know, where, wow, what's that place? You know, where, how do I get there? It's real easy. Just drive. I love when I'm, maybe I'm out on the boat with some friends of mine who've never been here before. And all of a sudden they just look at me and they say, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get why you love it here. You know, exactly. And yeah. They can't explain it. They just, they exactly. have this feeling and it's, and it's right. love That's, for the nature, the people, everything, 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 everything. And it just, it, like I said, it's like, it hits everybody's spirit and soul. Like, wow, this feels good. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a special place for sure. It's a special and, place for sure. 
we're going to put all the information from everything you've okay, talked good. about today on the website. And I cannot thank you enough for oh, taking the time you. out of your busy schedule to come oh, here. Listen, I'm, anytime. I'm so happy to do it. And for people who have not been up here and walk the shore path, um, the closest place to start really is over by Geneva Inn to get to right. uh, to the Miracle Path. Yes, so, exactly. Yes. Park over by Bigfoot Beach there. Mm -hmm. yes. Well, thank you, Carolyn. Okay, and Karen. As always, thanks to the listeners for letting me share my love of Lake Geneva and the wonderful people like Carolyn who help make it so special. I'm Karen Stray Rappaport. Join me next time as another guest takes their place in the sun. Bye for now.